I moved here from Ecuador. Before Ecuador, I lived in Peru. Before Peru, I lived in Colombia. And this is just mind-blowingly different from how my life used to be. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. So my life today... I am recording this in a studio apartment in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I am here for a few more weeks. I've been here in Argentina for almost three months in total. I moved here from Ecuador. Before Ecuador, I lived in Peru. Before Peru, I lived in Colombia. And this is just mind-blowingly different from how my life used to be. You know, today I work with clients from all over. I am doing work that I love and helping them to grow their businesses, to scale their teams. And I have so much more control over who I work with, how much money I make over these projects and consulting that I do with clients. And I have control over when I work. So there's so much flexibility in my schedule. I am a person who changes from day to day. I don't know what my energy is going to be like, nor my mood. And so to me, it's wonderful to be able to wake up and decide, you know, is this a good day to work and actually get a bunch of work done. And some days when I wake up and that is not the case at all, I'm able to push work off to the side and go out and enjoy the day and come back to it when I have more focus, have more energy, when I'm ready to really work well. Just taking control of my life with freelancing has been an absolute dream come true. And what has blown my mind is freedom that this lifestyle gives me, the freedom to be myself and to really work the way that I want to work and travel the world while I do it. So getting here though, <laughs> how did I get here? You know, I meet people, amazing people everywhere I go. I was at a language meetup last week and just met so many wonderful people that are just like, well, how do you do this? How do you do this life? You know, and that's the thing that I get constantly. And the reason that I'm here recording this today, even though this is pure hell for me <laughs> to actually sit here and record, hear myself talking so much. Oh, but anyway, how did I get here? It was not by any means a straight journey here. So I'll back up. I went to school at the University of Toledo. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, went to the University of Toledo and got a degree in marketing. I don't particularly enjoy marketing, but you know, I grew up one of seven kids and my dad wanted all of us to go to college. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18. Very common story, you know, who knows how you wanna spend the rest of your life at 18. So my dad said, just get a degree in business because you can do whatever you want with that down the road. And I remember like just kind of scanning the list of business degrees and I settled on marketing because it sounded easy. <laughs> you know, you're 18 years old. You just want what's easy in life, kind of. So I studied marketing. I have never really done anything with it. But after graduating, you know, getting out into the nine to five, I quickly realized like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Like I just don't really fit into this. You know, I'm 22 years old. I'm graduated. I'm working as a marketing assistant and going, is this it? Like, this is my life every day for the rest of my life showing up nine to five. This is brutal. And I ended up through a number of circumstances, you know, moving to Florida and becoming a middle school teacher. I should note right here that nothing about 
like my jobs, my job history is normal. I bounced around to different stuff. I tried different things and everything I've done in my life, I have been self-taught. Like I've just jumped in and sort of figured it out as I went. And that just fits so much more with my learning style than university or, or school ever did. You know, I got good grades. It was pretty easy for me to get good grades, but I just never retain the information very well that way. I'm very much self-taught. Like I want something, I go after it and I like I'll figure it out on the way there. So my transition into teaching, I was dating someone at the time who was a teacher and that lifestyle just looked better to me than the nine to five job. I was like, okay, every day is different. You've got some, you know, challenge with, you know, different kids, you're teaching various curriculum. There's a lot of change in it. And that appealed to me. Also the summer's off, <laughs> to be honest. And I switched into teaching at that time, Florida had a teacher shortage. So they would take anyone with a four-year degree Degree, you had to, you know, take this multiple choice test. I mean, I know this sounds terrible, <laughs> but this is how Florida was working at the time. I don't know if that's still the case. I took a multiple choice test. I shadowed a couple of other teachers for like three days. And then I had my own classroom. That sounds awful. I know when people like stare at me in shock and go, what, what? That's how you became a teacher? It doesn't sound great. Luckily, I love teaching. I threw myself into it. I really enjoyed it. I also should mention I was homeschooled growing up. So I only went to high school for two years and then I went on to college. So I'd never had the elementary experience, the middle school experience. And that's probably why I, you know, maybe took to teaching so well. I just really enjoyed kind of getting to know this entire world that I'd never been a part of. And I enjoyed the challenge of every day being different. You know, every day I was teaching a new lesson. We were going over something different. You know, kids show up day to day, very different. They're going through all their own things. There was a lot of stimulation, a lot of just, you know, things to keep me busy, to keep my brain busy, to keep me challenged. So I taught for seven years in middle school in, in Collier County, Florida. I changed. I noticed that, you know, one thing I know about myself is that I get bored very easily, which does not translate well to, you know, corporate job, maybe doing the same thing for a long amount of time. So I did change with teaching. I would teach one grade for a year or two, and then I would change to another grade. I would change different subjects. You know, I'd be like, I've been teaching reading for a couple of years. I'd like to try math. But after seven years, it was clear that this was not how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. If you know anyone in education, if you're in education yourself, a lot of times the most wonderful part of teaching is actually being in the classroom with kids, teaching, watching them learn. That is so exciting. But, you know, for teachers, there's this whole world outside the classroom that just can really grind you down. All of the changes at the county level, the state level, testing, it's really a lot. And I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to do it anymore. And it was funny because I'd talk to people and they would say, you know, but you're already seven years in. And I remember just going like 23 more years. That sounds like a death sentence. There's no way I'm going to last in an environment that I'm not enjoying for only 23 more years. And I thought to myself, I don't want to wait for the things that I want to do until I'm retired. So at the age of 30, I left teaching and it wasn't just teaching. I blew up my whole life, you could say. I, at that age, right around 30, you know, I was just 
taking a look at everything and going, I don't know that I want to do this every day for the rest of my life. Very much kind of a groundhog, groundhog day kind of effect. It was just looking at, you know, waking up, my commute, going to work, coming home, weekends with friends, doing it all over again. It was all very gray and very, you know, I was not excited about doing that for the rest of my life. And so it was very tough to make these decisions to walk away. I had a career. I'd been in teaching for seven years. I had a long-term boyfriend. We'd been together for eight years. We had a house together. We had dogs together. We had cats. We had this whole world built up. And, you know, I walked away from it all. I walked away from it all. I realized that it was not the track that I wanted to be on for the rest of my life. And as I travel and meet so many people from around the world, it's fascinating to me how this pattern repeats in so many people's lives. I can't tell you how many people have said the same to me. Sometimes it's a little earlier, maybe around 28. Sometimes it's a little later. But around the turning 30, for a lot of people, there's a reevaluation of what they're doing with their life and whether it's what they want to continue doing for years. Personally, for me, as I look back, I go, I got off track of what I wanted and I started drifting in life, which is very easy to do when you're younger, because in my case, I was following the example of everyone I knew. And growing up in the Midwest, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of value placed on the standard path. Go to college, get a good job, date somebody, get married, have some kids, get a house and a car somewhere in there and just ride it out. Then you retire. Then you maybe see the world a little bit. Maybe you just see a few states over a little bit and then you die. (laughs) So without kind of ever noticing that that pattern existed, because I think it's really hard to notice a pattern while you're in it. It takes sort of getting out and maybe seeing things a little bit differently, meeting people with other worldviews to to shake things up a little bit. So I didn't notice it while I was in it, but a few things happened. So backing up to when I was in the university at, at 21, I had the opportunity to study abroad and I went to Spain for a semester and I'd always loved traveling. This was just, you know, the absolute culmination of so many dreams, getting to go to Spain, getting to experience you know, small town, you know, girl from Ohio goes to Spain, you know, because you see these mind blowing things, these castles and the way people lived over there. I remember friends, you know, we would walk along the boardwalk at the end of the day and we were like speed walking <laughs> and everyone else was just kind of meandering along. And we just realized like, wow, as Americans, we're just, we're so fast. We're doing everything so fast. We're just kind of got to be here, got to be there. To see that people live a different way, to see that people went home for siesta, to see that people completely, you know, everything shut down for like the whole week around Easter. It was wonderful to be able to see and expand my mind. The thing is, I came back from that experience and, you know, went back to Ohio, finished up my last year of university. And I didn't really know anybody else who thought differently, who saw the world differently, you know, except my room that had gone with me. But it's hard. You come back into a system where you're odd for maybe, you know, having been out in the world and seen these things. And I do remember, you know, my friends that went with me, we changed a lot that last year. For me, it was my senior year. One of my other friends, she had two more years left. But we dropped out of organizations 
that we were in before. We stopped going to certain things. We look to make new friends. You can't have, you know, this experience that widens your mind and then completely come back to, oh, that never happened. <laughs> you know, we did struggle a bit to acclimate there. But after that, you know, I didn't really do anything with that. The further in the background that Spain got, the harder it was to remember that kind of stuff and the harder it was to be different. It was just, it kind of got sucked back into doing what everybody else is doing because, you know, you get towards graduation and you go to career fairs and people are asking you, what are you doing with your life? And you just do kind of going along with the herd into a life that you didn't maybe actually want. So I did that. So I had that travel experience at 21 and then I don't travel very much for the next nine years or so. I would travel back to visit my family from Florida. I would travel on cruises because living right there with Miami so close by, there were lots of great cruise deals. So it would be just these little tastes of travel, you know, just going on a cruise, pop it into a place for a couple of hours, getting back on the cruise ship and going somewhere else. And it was okay. It was, it was enough to keep me sort of like, oh, but I still travel. But deep down I knew this wasn't it. You know, I was like, this is not the travel that I want to do. I miss Spain. I miss going somewhere and living somewhere and getting to feel different while I'm inside another culture and just learn from other people. And my partner and I had talked about potentially traveling someday. You know, we were both teachers. We thought maybe we could take a year off and do, you know, teach English abroad. You know, there's still these ways to travel. But the longer we were in our careers, the harder it became to think about doing that. You know, we had dogs and we had the house and we had careers that wouldn't necessarily wait for us while we went off and did a year abroad. And it was definitely more my thing than his and when we had an honest conversation about that, you know, it was just, I wanted to travel still and he didn't. And I recognized that I had changed in the relationship, you know, something I had not prioritized travel as I got older was becoming more and more and more important to me. And I had to make that decision to wait, am I actually going to do this? And if so, I have to accept the consequences, which are that like, hey, I'm going to have to change this career that I've spent so much time in. I'm going to have to change where I live. I'm going to have to give up my house, my partner, and a lot of these things I had built. But it was 100% the right decision for me. And it came about because, you know, before I split with my partner, before I left my job, I decided to take a solo trip. Now, I had not solo traveled in years. And I went to the Dominican Republic for my spring break as a teacher. You know, I'm 30 years old. I'm a teacher. I'm on spring break in the Dominican Republic. But I thought to myself, I was like, I have built quite a life here. What if I've just romanticized in my head? Oh, it would be so great to travel. It would be amazing. Like, what if I hate travel? You know, am I going to give up this great life that I have without even testing that? So I went to the Dominican Republic on spring break and it was wild. I was so rusty. I'm like dusting off my passport. I get to the Dominican Republic. I've booked this hostel and, you know, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I haven't been in a hostel for years. I go in this hostel and I'll never forget this 18-ish Australian dude pops down next to me on the couch like, hey, what's up? Where are you from? You know, and I'm just like, you know, from Florida, you know, and he's like, so, hey, you're, you're here on spring break. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, I am so old. I'm 30 years old. Yes, I'm on spring break, but I'm like a grown up, a teacher on spring break. He's in university still. This is so weird. Get me out of here. I'm too old. 
this is insane, you know, because I talked to the other people around as well in the hostel, like common room living area. They were all like 18 to 21. And I was just thinking, okay, Michonne, you've made a mistake. Good for you. You tried this. This is ridiculous. Go back to your life. Go back to your career. This is crazy. This is not the life for you. You need to go. You need to go running home immediately. And I was thinking to myself, why did I book a week here? I should have just come for three days. This is insane. And this is a pattern that has carried with me throughout my whole life. Like everything that I do scares me. And it's so funny because I meet people and I think from the things that they say to me, I can tell that they think that I am invincible and super confident and just out there killing it. And I will confess openly, I am not I am a giant scaredy cat. I just get myself through the first couple of days and then it all kind of smooths out. And that's what happened. I lay there that first night thinking maybe I can change my flight. But at the time, you know, I was a teacher and I didn't have any money. So it would have cost too much to change the flight. I was like, all right, I'll just stick it out. And I wandered around Santo Domingo the next day and then the next day and then the next day. And it got easier. And by like three days in, I was in love with it. And I was just like, man, this sucks. But like, I know that this is happening. I have to change my life. I need to split up with my partner. I need to change my career. And it was intense, but it was just lots of walking and thinking those first few days. And then I took a bus trip up to the north of the Dominican Republic and ran into two girls that I'd met at the hostel before. And it was just like one of those serendipitous, they were like, oh, hey, yeah, we know you come hang out with us, hung out with them. And it would just reminded me how much I love that about travel. You run into people, you make friendships so easily, you connect in such a great way. Even the guys at the restaurant who just like the waiters who would see me come in because like one of the things that I do when I'm terrified <laughs> is I, I look for normalcy. So instead of trying like all the different restaurants, I will go back to the same place because I'm like, I know how it is there. I know how it is there. And so I ate at the same restaurant for like three days in a row. And the waiters are nice. And, you know, they talk a little bit and, and chat with me. And it was feeling alive again in a way that I hadn't felt alive for a very, very long time. And one night I splurged. I was like, I am a grown up. I do have a credit card. And I splurged on this really nice hotel the very last night of the trip. I'd been staying in hostels the whole way up until then. And just this hotel was gorgeous. It was cheap because it was the off season, but it had multiple pools and just these incredible views out over the ocean. And I remember getting up the next morning, having breakfast, being in the pool, looking out and going, this is it. This is a big moment. Like, I don't know how, but I'm going to change my life. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to work from a place like this. I want to be able to afford a place like this. I want to be able to, you know, pick up and go across the country if I want and find another place like this and go from there. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, at this point, I have a partner back home. I have three dogs and a cat. I have a house. I have a car. I have a career. I have friends. I have all of these things that I'm going to have to give up and change in order to get where I want to be. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying, but it was concrete. I knew that that was what I had to do. That's all for episode one. In the interest of time and keeping this relatively short, I am saving the rest for another episode, which conveniently is already out now as well. 
Thank you so much for beginning this journey with me. And I do hope to see you in the next episode. You can get in touch with me via email at hello at liveworktravel.com or just come by Instagram and say hi at liveworktravel.com. IG. Talk soon.